You're listening to WNYU on 89.1 FM and online at WNYU.org. Today is Monday, April 20th. I'm Arya Tusi, the Associate News Director, and here's a news update from our news department and NYU Local. The daily death toll from COVID-19 in New York dipped below 500 on Monday for the first time since the beginning of April. The number of reported new cases are also the lowest of the past month, according to the governor's office. Although it's unclear if the worst is yet to come, Governor Cuomo called the number, quote, horrifically high, despite the reduction. Mayor Bill de Blasio has extended cancellations for non-essential citywide events. In a press conference Monday, he announced that the NYC Pride, Puerto Rican Day, and Celebrate Israel parades will be canceled. This decision isn't exactly shocking, and it lines up with predictions that this pandemic will continue well into the summer. As for other non-essential events, de Blasio said, quote, we will find the right way. Whether that means more cancellations, rescheduling, or reformatting remains to be seen. The New York City subway system is facing its biggest budgetary hole in decades. Despite bouncing back from the service disruptions and costly rebuilding due to 9-11 and Hurricane Sandy, it looks like the coronavirus may be a harder beast to slay for the Metropolitan Transit Authority. According to turnstile data over the last couple of months, the subway system has lost over 90% of its ridership and those fares along with it. According to the MTA, the agency is facing an $8.5 billion deficit, even after temporary service cuts and a $3.8 billion federal bailout. It's common knowledge for any commuter that the subway system is already in disrepair, but financial projections for the next two years suggest the MTA would need to divert funds for necessary repairs and improvements just to keep the trains and buses running at all. The MTA is run at the state level, so any additional funding would have to be approved by the governor himself. And given Cuomo's penchant for austerity measures, the MTA's future looks bleak. If subway service is forced to reduce, it will likely be a tight, tight squeeze for the riders who rely on it the most. Although the sweeping coronavirus stimulus bill supports a lot of businesses and individuals, it still has several blind spots. One of the biggest is undocumented immigrants, who receive nothing from the March bill. While the people most likely to be working essential jobs are the most in need of relief, the bill is almost explicit in excluding them. I'm here with Samantha Lee, who wrote about this for the Politics Society's magazine. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. In your article, you talked about how, uh, you know, the stimulus bill that the government passed, the relief bill for the coronavirus, has a lot of blind spots in it. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest one, you say, is the, the way it handles undocumented immigrants. Well, really, uh, if we're being honest, the recent stimulus bill that was passed in late March doesn't really address the issue at all. It treats undocumented immigrants like as really less than an afterthought. Um, approximately 10.5 to 12 million uh, workers who are unauthorized in the United States. It's hard to get exact numbers, obviously, because, you know, people are afraid of being tracked down and being targeted and identified. So, you know, it's hard to know exactly how many people are living and working in the United States without authorization. Um, But it's definitely upwards of 10 million. And in the bill, there's absolutely no addressing of the issue. Uh, and what makes this so dangerous, well, first of all, you know, it's a slap in the face to all these people who pay almost four, $14 billion in taxes that are, like, state and federal. Um, and they're getting no assistance. They're getting no relief. 
And these people are much more likely to hold jobs that are making them vulnerable, farming, food production, uh, the agricultural industry um, is supported in a large part by undocumented immigrants and also personal care services like hairdressers and barbers, um, you know, cleaners and janitorial work, transportation, childcare, all these industries that we know are still operating, they're being called essential services. Um, and a lot of people who work these jobs, like, don't have paid sick leave. Um, they're barely eligible for workers' comp and disability. And they get absolutely nothing in this bill. And it's dangerous for them. And it's dangerous for people who interact with them, which is just the general public. Yeah. Since the relief bill itself doesn't give them any relief, are there any methods that were previously available for undocumented immigrants to get economic help that they can access now? California, less than a day ago, um, announced that they were going to give $500 checks to undocumented immigrants. Um, although another difficulty with that is that a lot of people will not be aware that they're eligible for right. these checks um, because it's hard to get the word out to um, people who are really busy and they're trying to support their families. Um, and it's not but, like there's a big and, database of undocumented immigrants somewhere. Exactly. Right. And in you know, all the other 49 states, um, people were formerly, they're still eligible for workers' compensation. They're eligible for disability. But those things are really difficult to get. And employers um, all the time will take advantage of people who they know are vulnerable and who don't have a lot of leverage in the workplace. People who live in what's called a mixed-status household. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of kids and young adults who are covered by DACA, but maybe the parents aren't. That's called a mixed-status household. Um, none of those people who live in that house will be able to apply for any um, individual stimulus checks, and they have a real difficulty applying for unemployment. In a lot of states, mm-hmm. it's not possible at all. The Treasury Secretary said that, um, you know, as we know now, that the prerequisite for receiving the stimulus checks will be based on um, your previous year's tax filing. Um, now, what about mm-hmm. people who are undocumented who do file taxes, you know, with the um, the individual taxpayer identification numbers? That's part of being in a mixed-status household, or okay. even if you you live on your own. If anyone files taxes under an ITIN, uh, they won't be able to apply at all for okay. unemployment or for the stimulus checks, so even as, though they are taxpayers. So as I understand it, you need to have a Social Security number to do that? Yes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add? I think it's just like it really impresses upon you. This is, you know, one of the biggest crises that this administration has faced thus far. And, you know, even given this opportunity to make things worse for this one group of people who's already so vulnerable, it's one more thing in this string of actions that shows, you know, they're maliciously and they're purposely going after a vulnerable group of people, and not only are they endangering people who really need help the most, but they're endangering the general public, which, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, Samantha. Thanks for having me on. You can read more from Samantha and the rest of the NYU Politics Society at politics at nyu.com slash zeitgeist. You're listening to WNYU-FM. That's it for today's news update, but you can read more about campus news at nyulocal.com. 
As usual, I'm Arya Tusi, and if you're celebrating today, happy holidays. Hopefully the music helps.